Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of uh, Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm your host, Marco Galbraith, and we've got someone in the in the uh, studio, uh, Bethany Harrison, Lynchburg Commonwealth Attorney. Welcome. Yes, Marco. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for coming out because guys and girls, this is going to be answering some questions, um, not giving some guidance, but this is going to be answering some questions on... Uh, justifiable use of force, when you can use your firearm, what's going to happen if you use your firearm. I get asked uh, in my firearm safety classes all the time, what if? And we got to make it clear, we're not here to tell you you can or can't, but we're going to give you some guidance on the law and the legal aspects. Um, and the main thing to remember is just because you can shoot someone doesn't mean you really should. We always want to back away and be the reasonable person if we can, but this is just going to give you some, uh, some legal background. Of, uh, so tell us a little bit about, about yourself. Well, my name is Bethany Harrison. I'm the Commonwealth Attorney for the City of Lynchburg. I was uh, first elected and started my first term in 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, I was with the Commonwealth Attorney's Office since 2006 uh, before that. I always wanted to be a prosecutor. I love fighting for justice for our victims of crime. I love serving the, the public and um, participating yeah. in forums like this where yeah, I yeah, can educate yeah. people about the law because it shouldn't be a mystery to folks. Right. Uh, so I'm married. I have two boys of my own here in the city and very much enjoy living here. One was a little nervous going to school the other day. Yes, he's been just fine. He, uh, there are two different schools now uh, and he had to brave the first day of school alone without his yeah, big brother but yeah, he did just fine yeah I, I saw the pictures on on social media and i was a mama's boy when i i was the same way boy i my mom would drop me off and leave and it was the it was the end of the world and uh and then soon um about two years ago i, I got over that two years <laughs> um, ago yeah 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 well, i'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> weaning myself now off of it um so the biggest question i get asked all the time in the gun class is uh, I, I tell them, you know, you, you can do this with your gun. You can't do that. Responsible gun ownership. And then I get asked, when can I shoot somebody? So what? let's talk about that. When, you know, I mean, I don't want to say you can shoot somebody, but what are some of the what are some of the guidelines of the law? What does the law say about in Virginia? I was a cop in Florida. I don't know Virginia law. So I'm careful to answer to, you know, to answer that. Well, Marco, you bring up a good point that every state is different. Mm hmm. Here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we do recognize self-defense. I, too, cannot tell someone, you know, prospectively, yes, you can do this, no, you right. can't do that, because everything is so fact-driven. It's so much based on the circumstances as they were going on at that time and people's perceptions. Yeah. What I can tell people is a little information about the law of self-defense in Virginia. Right. Uh, what I have, I actually have a book here before me that are the Virginia Model Jury Instructions. Anyone can find this online. If you Google Virginia Model Jury Instructions, it comes okay. up as a big PDF form. Yeah. You can entertain yourself reading up on all <laughs> the laws of Virginia. Put yourself to sleep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but it gives a good summary of the mm -hmm. law as it is. So in Virginia, we have fault self-defense and no fault self-defense. Mm -hmm. 
when we are looking at fault self-defense and no fault self-defense, the analysis here, when you're looking at the model jury instructions, are that someone's already been charged. So that's what people need to, to be thinking about is we're analyzing this because something really terrible has happened. Right. And the last thing we want is for one person to take human life. It's right. an absolute last resort. Absolutely. And that's reflected in our law as well. So without fault self-defense, you know, I, I stay out of trouble if I stick to the language of the law. So exactly. I'm just going to read yes. the jury instruction yes. here to you yep. that says, you know, a person is without fault if they are without fault in provoking or bringing on the fight. So they did not start the fight. Someone else was the aggressor. Mm-hmm. If that person reasonably feared under the circumstances as they appeared to him that he was in imminent danger of bodily harm and he used no more force under the circumstances as they appeared to him, than was reasonably necessary to protect himself from the perceived harm, then he acted in self-defense. Right. And that's where a person is innocent of bringing on the fight or the fray. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm going to turn here now to fault self-defense. So if you are the one provoking the fight, there's a different analysis, and a person has different duties uh, here. So if a person is to some degree at fault in provoking or bringing on the fight, the person must then, to assert self-defense, uh, he must have retreated as far as he safely could under the circumstances in a good faith attempt to abandon the fight, and he made known his desire for peace by word or act, and he reasonably feared under the circumstances as they appeared to him that he was in imminent danger of bodily harm, and he used no more force under the circumstances as they appeared to him than was reasonably necessary to protect himself from the perceived harm, then he acted in self-defense. So you see a lot of language here. It talks about under the circumstances as they appeared to him. And both standards uh, want the person to only use what force is reasonably necessary to repel the attack. Right. With loss of life being the absolute last resort. Right. And both of those you read, the word reasonably keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. Reasonable, reasonable. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also in Virginia, uh, we get questions about what someone can do in their own home. And Virginia does recognize the castle doctrine. Okay. And the thought there is that a man or woman's home is his or her castle. Mm-hmm. You should be able to protect yourself and be safe in your home. Mm-hmm. And what it boils down to as far as the effect of, of that thought is that a person does not have a duty to retreat in one's own home if that person is under attack. Now, again, the standard is still only using the force that's absolutely necessary to repel the attack. Also, you cannot use deadly force to protect property alone. I think that's another important point. Very important. Very important. Rewind that, you guys, and listen to it again. You can't use deadly force to protect property. Yes, if someone's stealing your purse, take the purse, you have your life. Exactly. Move on from there. Exactly. Yes. Give them what they want. You got insurance, but yeah. And a lot of people in the gun classes, their jaws drop and their eyes bug out when I say you can't shoot somebody for stealing something from you. It, it, yeah. You have to have that imminent, immediate, it's about to happen right. threat of serious bodily injury or death right. to yourself or to another person that you're protecting. Right. And they better be able to explain that to your office, a judge, a jury. Yeah, yeah. So uh, another question that comes up is uh, brandishing, you know, open carry brandishing. But what can you tell us a little bit about the law of brandishing in self-defense or not self-defense? There is a jury instruction regarding self-defense when it comes to the presentation of or brandishing a firearm. And so here the instruction says, if you believe from the evidence that the defendant was without fault 
and provoking or bringing on the incident. So again, the person using the firearm can't be the one picking the fight. And if you further believe that the defendant reasonably feared under the circumstances as they appeared to him that he was in danger of being killed or that he was in danger of great bodily harm, then his pointing, holding, or brandishing a firearm was in self-defense and you shall find the defendant not guilty. A brandishing in Virginia is when you place another person in reasonable fear or apprehension of, mm-hmm. of being shot. Mm-hmm. So again, this is very fact and circumstance dependent. But we want to emphasize to people to not use their firearms as a way to you know, wield intimidation over another person right. uh, in traffic or yeah, yeah. at the store or otherwise so if because I'm having, there yeah. could be legal consequences okay. for you. So if I'm having an argument in, in Walmart over a parking spot, or maybe I shouldn't say Walmart, at a at a store, <laughs> sorry Walmart, if, I, if, I, if I'm having a, yeah, if I'm in a, a shopping center parking lot having an argument um, over a parking spot and I raise my shirt and show my gun, I could get in trouble for that. Absolutely. Okay, that yeah. could, be, could be considered brandishing. Yeah, which and that's not reasonable gun ownership. We don't... Um, I talk about my gun classes, this this mess with Aubrey in, in uh, Atlanta, mm-hmm. where there was not a firearm involved in whatever Aubrey was doing. There was not a firearm involved in that. Well, the two guys that called the police and chased it down brought a firearm into that. And that's where it went bad. So... As responsible gun owners, we just chill, you know, with our right. firearms. In, in situations like that, it's not up to the folks in the neighborhood to be vigilantes. No. You need to call the police. And, and I tell people, be the best witness you can. Best witness Absolutely. on 911 because there's yes. you just don't get involved, especially if it's just property. You know, we have insurance to pay for that. And, and uh, yeah, yes. you'd be very careful. Um, anything else you want to add? No, just, you know, I'm glad people are, are taking these classes, taking yeah. concealed weapons permit classes. Uh, I think it's important for people to understand the law of the Commonwealth, again, knowing that each state you go to is different, mm-hmm. uh, that we want to encourage responsible gun ownership. And part of that responsibility is not wielding the gun right. in a way that makes you you know, have force or intimidation or power over another person, right. but it really is just you know, for your personal self-defense yeah, yeah. or for sport. Right, for sport, recreation. I saw... Um, uh, a father and his the kid probably had about 10 years old at the shooting range of the day mm-hmm. and awesome. uh, and they do it for recreation and there's as a matter of fact there's a lot of people at the shooting range uh, families that go out and shoot for recreation so it's I've heard a number of stories of people that have built their personal confidence yes you know, taking on shooting yes. as a sport or a hobby yeah yeah um, but you know for self for for personal protection but um, thank you for coming out Bethany Harrison from Lynchburg Commonwealth Attorney's Office um, always always a big help especially the Second Amendment you're always uh, you're always a big help sure, to me and and to keeping people uh, to keep good people out of trouble with their firearms so it's I my pleasure and I guess the last thing I'd emphasize is always check on the law because it can change from year to year. That's right. So this is August 2020. This is the law as it is August of 2020. That's right. Our legislature is in a special session right now. Uh, Who knows what's going to come out of it. But, you know, any year the law can change and it frequently does. Where is the best place? And here's another question. I get asked this a lot and I've been asked it this last couple of weeks. Where is the best place to go to look at law changes on what they're doing this week in Richmond? Where do we go to look for that? Most if, reliable. Sh- sure. People, Facebook? <laughs> no, no, not Facebook. People should Google mm-hmm. L-I-S. So Larry Igloo Sam. Yep, L-I-S. Virginia. Okay. Bills. Okay. B-I-L-L-S. Yeah. And it will come up with a page that will talk about bills and resolutions. It should 
pop one up as the August 2020 special session. Okay. If you're interested in looking for laws right now, what's being put out there. There are different links to click on. You can look on all bills and resolutions. You can look for things that have uh, that the bills that are still alive, yeah. as it were. You yeah. can filter it out and click through each bill, look at the language. Don't rely on the summary of the bill. Mm-hmm. Look at the actual bill itself. Okay. Read the language of the bill itself. There should also be a summary in there of what action has been taken on yeah. the bill. Okay. Excellent. That's a good. That's a, that's really good information because I get asked all the time, where do I go to look at this stuff? And uh, and the, the responsible gun owners want to know that you better know that before you strap that gun on and walk out the house, you better know if there's any laws that have changed, even to what firearm you're you're carrying. You know that that could be subject to change coming up. Yeah. Correct. Thank you, Bethany Harrison, again, very much for your time. I appreciate you coming out. And uh, and you guys remember, everyone, we've, we've read some state statutes here, Commonwealth statutes, and we have to realize that every situation is different. Every, you know, every possible violent encounter is going to be different. So there is no, all, there is no one fix-all, you do this or you do that. Um, so we have to be careful with, uh, with each, con- each consideration. So you've been listening to Active Listening with T4 Tactics. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember, be safe, reduce injuries, and save lives. Take care.